You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Welcome to the next episode of Around the King's Table. Today, we will be answering a question, which periodically we try we get. to do. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get and we try to do. Um, so this comes from our RDTWOT thread on Slack from uh, one Victoria. Victoria asks... Hey, guys. She didn't really say that. That's just me. Right. So she's been sharing the gospel with someone. Mm -hmm. Uh, She says it's been over a year ago, but something that came up in their conversation is still on her mind a year later. Yeah. How to think through. We believe in one God Mm -hmm. and are commanded to only worship him. How then can we explain the Trinity? Any verses or thoughts would help. Okay. So maybe in trying to answer Victoria's question, we will start with thoughts and then go to verses. Sure. I say one thing that's, I mean, I was really just happy for the, the heart that kind of goes behind the question that yes. it, it, you know, that coming from an evangelistic background, one trying to make the faith understandable to somebody who has reasonable questions. This is something mm-hmm. that even many Christians struggle to understand how it, you know, is supposed to be, you know, understood to know how, how it's yeah. going to affect their walk. Um, and, and I mean, often we're going to come up with questions like that. Some of them are, are just going to use it as a way of deflecting. Yeah. You know, there's just this random thing I've heard. And so it's, you know, I, I'm going to reject what I'm hearing, but just anyway, just the, the idea behind it that, you know, it would come from this this background of evangelism. Yeah. I mean, not to and, and also, I mean, we might we might actually kind of flee opportunities to evangelize for exactly this reason. You know, I'm not prepared. I'm not. You mm. know, I don't know enough. And I would say rather than use it as a way of getting away from that, is use it as an encouragement to actually know what we believe. We mm. we know what the church teaches. We know yeah, good. what we've kind of over time as Christians developed to understand scripture to be teaching. So, mm. and as that is characteristic of one Victoria Murphy, yep. let her serve as an example to the rest of us, uh, a huge heart for sharing Christ, uh, with those who need him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as you said, I think, uh, pick up on a good thing there, uh, that instead of it being something that kind of is like, well, I don't want to do that again. Right. Because I don't know the answers, it actually kind of presses her further into, I would like to know a little bit more about this so that I'm better prepared next time for it. Yeah. So that's good. So thoughts on on this. Okay, you're sharing the gospel with someone. The question comes up. Okay, you guys say that you're monotheistic, but then you're also triune. I don't know if they would put it that way exactly, but maybe not. you guys believe in one God. You worship one God. That one God tells you to worship him alone and no other. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, you're Trinitarian. So how can you explain that for me? And you better explain that to me because if you don't, then I'm never going to believe the gospel. Right. And that so, I mean, sure. what, what we, I mean, what we end up seeing is that every time that somebody puts 
<laughs> Jesus in the scenario. If you had yeah. you have God over here, you have man over here. I know you can't see my hands, but Jesus is on one side. Jesus is on <laughs> the side with God as yeah. distinct from right. the rest of mankind mm-hmm. in such a way that we have to start looking at it and understanding that Jesus is distinct, but he is uniquely God as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so you, you, you see that pattern first with Jesus and primarily with Jesus, but then that extends to the way that the spirit is treated. Yeah. Um, it's in a way that we have to, yes, we have to see them as distinct. We, we're not, you know, modalists. We're yeah. not, we don't view them as created things. We're not Aryans. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really clear that the, the the contest was not between, you know, at least for the early Christians, they didn't have to, they saw what Jesus did. They saw how he taught. They saw what was accomplished. They saw how scripture was then reflected in what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't jettison their monotheism. And so there, there's good reason for us looking at that just to go, okay. Yep. There's obviously grounds for that then, because the easier thing would have been to say, well, okay, Jesus is going to be accorded our worship, but he's still not God. Mm-hmm. That would have been the much easier thing for a Jewish monotheist to do, mm-hmm. and they don't go that route. In fact, they go or just most fully out almost the other anybody way. else other than Christians. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is not fully yeah. God, and, and and there were there were. Um, there was conversation about this kind of stuff before Christ. So you have the, the, the intertestamental period. Yeah. There's plenty of people where they're talking about them in, a, in an exalted state in, a, in the sense of being you know, very, very near to God, maybe even a mediator kind of person, but not being God. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Jesus is something himself, more than that. Being the, being the being mediator. The mediator. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I do think at one level, this is to be very brief, uh, at one level, I was kind of joking before we got started, but um, the issue is, I mean, one one way that, you know, someone like Victoria could respond is just that, you know, at the end of the day, I believe the Bible. I, I think believe that's fair. in the sufficiency of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we, we try to cater to unbelievers maybe too much as opposed to just being like, yeah. listen, I'm a convictional Christian. I believe the Bible. I believe that it is the word of God, inerrant. I believe in the sufficiency of scripture. And in this book that I believe to be the very word of God to us, God, the one God, reveals himself as a triunity. Yeah. So that's what I believe. I'm going to believe it. Right. I believe that he is, there's one God that we are to worship, uh, but that he has revealed himself in these three persons. um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... I think just the ability to say, I believe a book. Yeah. I think is something good. that you can say to an unbeliever. Um, because an unbeliever has their presuppositions as well. Yeah. They're bringing all kinds of things to the table mm-hmm. uh, that lead them to believe the way that they do. Right. Which leads them to not believe <laughs> the way that the they, way should. they should. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And, and so I think uh, it's just important to be able to say, well, I'm not making this up. This isn't like Christian tradition right. or something like that. I think the thing you're pointing out about um, early early Jewish Christianity, someone like Paul or Peter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peter walked with Jesus. Right. Or think James. James was his brother, and he calls him Lord. Right. Right. He, he lumps him in to uh, the Godhead. Mm-hmm. And so 
I think that is uh, really important to understand. Again, at the very beginning when they could have been like, no, 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 no. Right. The, Jesus is not God. He's the Christ, mm-hmm. but he's not divine. Well, they completely throw, I mean, like, <laughs> they go completely yeah. the other way and they're all like, I mean, good grief, like John's gospel, you know. Well, and so, and so many is, so many people yeah. outside of the church, I guess, who are wanting to be, you know, antagonistic <laughs> yeah. are going to push back and say, you know, yeah, yeah. all the, the Trinitarian, that's all like 300, 400, you know, AD right. and you're just... That doesn't reflect either, you know, really looking at the New Testament for how it actually right. talks about it right. and understanding it in a Jewish yeah. context. And it also just completely actually yeah. loses our architectural and uh, yeah. artifact yeah. Um, evidence from right. early, early church. Yeah. Well, and also to kind of press on the, the gospel issue here and sharing with an unbeliever is that Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. So this is not this is not. Uh, so many writers of books and letters of the Bible who are just coming up with something. They're right. they're not uh, deifying Jesus against the will of Jesus. Right. Jesus's own self disclosure is right. is something that is critical to understanding Jesus himself. Yeah. Um, His and behavior so, is in in such a way that I mean, it, C.S. Right. Lewis is kind of the the, the yeah. one who's you. Know, known for the quip about him being right. you know a madman if you take him right. at face value but ultimately he isn't acting just like a, a Jewish rabbi he's not mm-hmm. just he's not being deferential in the way that we would expect this yeah. would make for a, a good man who's humble and yeah. it, he speaks with authority he teaches as if he's the one primarily you know needing to be paid attention to to right. be listened to yeah it kind of reminds me of a year ago during our missions week we did a an apologetics panel mm-hmm. uh the the subject for that panel was uh why trust the bible essentially the right. bible is the word of god right and one of the arguments that greg gilbert makes in his book why trust the bible is essentially jesus if if jesus is risen from the dead mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to take his word for it. If Jesus is Jesus says the entirety of the Old Testament is scripture. Yep. It's in the sense Written that it is the word me. of God. Right. Yeah. And that it's about him. And then he goes on to pour out his spirit specifically for revealing all the things that we have in the New Testament about him. Right. And that guy's risen from the dead by the glory of God, the father and the power of the Holy Spirit. Then yep. then we're going to take Jesus's word for it. That what we have in the Bible as it reveals this triune God uh, is, in fact, the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, again, let's bring it back to thoughts and verses. Thoughts, thoughts and, and verses. verses. Yeah. I'd say um, uh, yeah. maybe maybe a, another thought would just be the fact that having seeing God both as unity, worthy of worship, eternal, loving, just, all the attributes and whatever of a common nature. Yeah. but. Most of these attributes, as we talk about them, are highly relational. And I think the the Trinity bears that out more than any other system does or theology does. Mm -hmm. In that God is by nature a relational being. Mm -hmm. He he kind of has that built into who he is. Yeah. Um, in a way that we don't see. And and often when we reject that kind of thing, we we turn to we can think, um, Islam, 
treats God as a very detached, isolation, distinct. He's he cannot relate to his creation. He's not Um, a savior because of that. Correct. Yeah. So we don't. Yeah. When we when we start seeing that God inherent in his character is this deliverer, rescuer, savior, pitying Mm -hmm. those who are broken and destitute and unable to rescue themselves. Mm And you see him flesh that out by becoming human and act. It, yes, it just kind of speaks for itself. This relational yeah. character, this loving um, God, yeah, that describes himself. Right, and there is so some part of that you get at the very beginning of the Bible. So you're talking thoughts and then verses. Yeah, right. You're thinking um, it's kind of mysterious, granted, but let us let us let us make man let us make man in our in image. our image. Yeah. You know, there's there's something there, God and angels. I don't, you know, but I don't think we're made in the image of angels. No. It's it's us. It's a plura- there's a plurality there, mm-hmm. a oneness and a and yet a plurality. Yeah. And, uh, and and so there is something there in that God has been an eternity of relations, right. relationships. When he creates a male and female, he again says, you know, he makes them in his image. And yes. It's a divided. It's it's a multi multiple thing going on here. That's, that's right. Very odd for even the that's text right. itself, which is why it's in us to desire not just relationships with other people. Right. Right? If you want to see a, per- a human being go crazy, you put him in a box. <laughs> There's a reason that your child gets in trouble. You put him in timeout or whatever it is. They're at school. Right, it's they need to go to isolation, detention, whatever it is. You isolate them from other people, right. community. Uh, there's a reason that is a disciplinary measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's we because we were made, for, yeah, we, we were, were created for, for community. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, where did that come from? Well, it came from a triunity. Yeah. <laughs> it came from uh, this one God in three persons, making us in His image, not just ju- just for human relationship. But that ultimately we would have a relationship with him. Right. And so that's some part of that. Our being created in God's image is that we have this longing in our souls for an eternal or an everlasting relationship with Mm -hmm. the very God who created us. Right. And, um, And of course, that was lost. And so you talk about sharing the gospel with someone, right? Right. It's that that the desire that uh, to, to pursue eternal relationship with our Maker. Our triune maker, mm-hmm. that gets cut off in Genesis three because of sin, and then it becomes a very thing that we're looking for in everything else that we do, but we can't find apart from right. the Son, not the Father, not the Spirit, but the Son coming into the world to reveal God, yeah, to proper, show us who He is. That's right. Yeah, and then uh, reconcile us to Him through the cross. And then fill us right. or indwell us with him yeah. all of a sudden in the pouring they, out of they the spirit. Bring, bring the spirit into it. That's right. It's engaging That's right. with all of life. It's not you know yep. just something looking back to the past and now mm-hmm. we just kind of on our own. But at least we, we were saved from sin. That's but right. No, no, no. We have this spirit that keeps yep. this whole flow going towards mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to see this in Galatians. But but again, that, that pouring out of the spirit by the Father through the Son, uh-huh. which the Son bought with His own blood. Um, again, that Spirit indwells the believer, and it. What's the, what is the the animating response? Abba, Father. Father. Mm-hmm. Such an interesting thing. 
Uh, so the Father gives a spirit to the Son. The Son pours out the Spirit to indwell the believer. Yeah. The Spirit indwells the believer. And our cry is not to the Spirit. It's to the Father. It's to the Father. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that, again, you're seeing there this sort of yeah. like circular kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know, where even the Spirit, the Spirit, Jesus says, he's going to come into the world. And what's he going to do? He's going to testify about me. Right. Well, in testifying about me, he's testifying about the Father. Father. (laughs) That's right. Because you see me, you see the Father. And so you're seeing all of this being wrapped up together um, in our understanding of who God is and who Christ is and salvation and all these kinds of things. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts? Because I don't thought. Or or on or verses. What verses? What passages come to mind? Oh gosh. I mean, always John. I mean, John's John. John just John's gospel yeah. is replete with it. And mm-hmm. if if you come to the New Testament and like, no, there can't be any. You know, Trinity yeah. is later. You just yeah. have to go to John and go. This makes no sense apart from yeah. Jesus self-identifying as the Father. Um, he he takes on the role of the father who is leading Israel, who guides them through the wilderness. He yeah. takes all. He, he's there at the beginning of creation um, with God and and God Himself. Yeah. Um, and the whole. I mean, it, it's not just a, a lot of the passages we, we we could look at would you know focus primarily on Son and Father, mm-hmm. uh, but John just in the way that he introduces the Spirit and Christ prays for the Spirit to be present because he's the one sending him um, brings that right in and you you can't read John without coming out understanding that the, Jesus is unique and yeah. uniquely God yeah and that the Spirit is sent uniquely God to yeah. empower everything that Jesus has done and to point back to the father, as mm-hmm. we've already said. So mm-hmm. that, that just kind of stands out to me. It, it is amazing that people look yeah. at John and go, nah, right. That doesn't really mean that. You know, yeah. it just, it's, it's really hard to see how that right. doesn't come forward. Right. Well, and the, I mean, the one of the thematic elements in John's gospel is, are these I am statements mm-hmm. Jesus clearly, again, the The self-disclosure of of Jesus is critical to understanding Jesus. You can't just believe in any old Jesus that you want to. That's that's the thing. You have to believe in the Jesus as Jesus revealed himself to be in order to be a Christian, in order to be saved, in order to be reconciled to the Father. Because this is the Christ that the Father has been pleased to be revealed in. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father. Right. But through me. Mm-hmm. Well, show us the Father, Jesus. Right. Well, Philip, <laughs> have I been with you so long? And yet you still do not know me. Well, mm-hmm. he doesn't mean that I'm the Father. He just means that I am I am the exact image yeah. Yeah, and representation of the Father. Yeah. If you've seen me, you've seen him. Yeah. And um, but these I am statements in John are huge where Jesus is establishing his divinity, that he'll say crazy things, you know, crazy awesome things. Like before Abraham was, we've been reading in Abraham as a church or in Abraham in Genesis about Abraham, uh-huh. you know, and Jesus goes before Abraham. I was. I was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Takes on the prerogatives of yeah. God to forgive. He yeah, takes on. Yeah. He does. So many things. Right. You go to John 17, I think would be a great passage to, to go to, to, to read, to meditate on. Um, in terms of uh, Trinitarian relations uh, and why it's critical. One thing I did want to ask you, because, um, you know, you, you know the uh, the original manuscripts. So, um, 
But it, there is this uh, passage in Acts 20. Acts 20? Yeah, Acts 20. I'll have to pull it up. Verse 28. There is There are a couple of um, notes, variants. Variants? Variant okay. readings. Um, but Acts 20, 28. Where this is Paul, and he's just saying, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock uh-huh. in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, God. some manuscripts uh-huh. of the Lord, the church of the Lord, okay, which he obtained with his own blood uh-huh. or with the blood of his own. I don't even know what that would, what that would mean necessarily. But but if we just take it at face value, and we're assuming that mm-hmm. what we have here in the English Standard Version is um, uh, the majority text uh, there in verse twenty eight, what we're saying is is that God it took God shedding His blood mm-hmm. in the person of Christ, Christ. Mm-hmm. in order for the people of God. To be redeemed. Yeah. Like nothing short of the divine Christ, mm-hmm. the fully God, fully man Christ, could accomplish what he accomplished on the cross. And so, again, I think we're talking, yeah. you know, we're talking about like uh, sharing the gospel with people. Um, that's that is a huge element, I think, of understanding uh, yeah, one God, but the three persons uh, that he has been uh, pleased to reveal himself in, Father, Son, and Spirit, mm. uh, is understanding that, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, religions uh, will take a view of Jesus that is less than that. Right. And because they have a view of Jesus that's less than that, they have a view of salvation mm-hmm. that is not actually saving Right. Of sinners. <laughs> yeah. Because the only way that sinners could be saved was through faith in God the Son mm-hmm. taking on a fully human nature, living as a man in our place mm-hmm. without sin, suffering in our place, dying on the cross in our place, taking upon himself the wrath of God. Right. Divine wrath, dying and then being raised from the dead by God the Father and the Holy Spirit. And honestly, himself as well. Mm-hmm. So I just think understanding that it, it took God in the flesh to save us from our sins, that we would even have a salvation at all, right? Uh, is pretty critical. Yeah. You have any thoughts on that? Acts twenty twenty eight. I like it. Um, I, I, <laughs> looking, um, the blood of his own? Yeah. Interesting. Own there is capital O. Capital O in the, in the variant. The it's he do. It's here. it's his own. His his sort of his own you know, personal. Um. So his his mm-hmm. own blood through his own blood. Church of God. So this this Greek, it, it's definitely God. I'd have to look to. I don't really know this as far as you know. George is reading the Greek. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. It's not like I'm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a that's an awesome passage drawing together. You just don't expect it in certain. I mean, 
yeah, you know John. Mm-hmm. But there's just passages where you're like, oh, it's just talking about the church. And all of a sudden, it's the Trinity gives birth to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, right. I, that's I think that's another area where he mentions maybe the Holy this is more thought, but he mentions oh, yeah, the Holy yeah. Spirit. He mentions God yeah, proper, the work of the which Son. generally is the Father, generally. God proper. Yeah. Uh, and then with his own blood, right? Which is a reference to Jesus, correct? So you, you have them all here, and so you're, you're right. Like the birth of the church is coming through the redemptive activity of a all triune yeah. God. Yeah, we see it in creation. Yeah. We see it at, at the cross. We see it at the birth of the church. We see it at the ascension of Christ, mm-hmm. the sending of the Spirit, because the Father has sent and called for it to happen. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to wrap this up um, for Victoria uh, or for anyone else who's, who's listening, uh, I mean, if you just get like a summary approach to uh, this, an unbelieving person on this. I think what we have, uh, you, you really pulled it out, is, is that scripture, what scripture presents to us, and we're going to take scripture seriously yeah. um, as God's word presents Jesus as exalted, as worthy of worship in a way that no man is worthy of worship. Right. The spirit is worthy of worship in a way that no, no one else is. Mm-hmm. Jesus is God. The mm-hmm. spirit is God. And so we have to understand mm-hmm. God as, as more than just a, a number, a, a, a quantity that we can set aside and mathematically say, this is, yeah. this is God. And I can, I have him in my box He's yeah. gonna. He's he's more than we can reason with. He's more than we can grapple with alone. Mm-hmm. Um, we need him to describe himself to us, to reveal himself yeah. to us. I think that's that's critical, actually, and maybe a little bit of an addition to what we've said so far is that um, I think of like John four, Jesus's interaction with mm-hmm. the woman of Samaria. Right. Right. God, the the Father is looking for those, seeking out those who will worship Him in spirit and in, and in truth. truth. Right, and so um, there is a sense in which, and I think we're we're very guilty here, uh, just as a as an evangelical subculture. Mm-hmm. You know, we are to worship God as He's revealed Himself, himself. Yeah. in Scripture, rather than whittling off the ends to make something palatable to. Yeah. Rather than, and, and well, and this brings us, I mean, this is, a, that will lead into a flood of other things, <laughs> um, ministerially. Sure. Uh, philosophically. Um, but I think the, the, the basic thing is that you cannot worship a God of your own creation. Right. You, I mean, that's his whole thing with Israel. You, sh- you should have no other gods before me, don't go, go. Don't be going and yeah. creating idols and images and visible things. They, they, you can't. You cannot create me. I'm the uncreated right. God. I will reveal myself to you. To you. And throughout the progress of redemption, the storyline of Scripture, He is revealing Himself, and ultimately that comes to a head in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just think that's really important. Like you're talking to an unbeliever. Right. We're not just saying, oh yeah, you need to turn from your sins and you need to believe in Jesus and you'll be you'll be reconciled to God. Yeah. Well who what God? What are, what are we talking about? Who are we talking about? Right. Talking uh, what, about what what Jesus God who they... is Lord and by that we're right. meaning a very personal yeah. God who has right. revealed himself. Right. So or just like so not the God of America. God bless America, you know, or right. whatever. I mean, but that's what we 
that's what so many people, when they think of God, it's just kind of like this deistic God. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the God of the Bible. If you're going to be a Christian, if you're going to be saved, if you're going to have your sins atoned for, if you're going to actually right. be filled with new divine life, resurrection life, all the way through into eternity, you have got to turn from your sins and believe in Christ as Christ has been revealed in Scripture. You have to believe in the biblical Christ who right. reveals God, mm-hmm. this triune God. Yeah. And so if you're really going to present the gospel to someone... You have to present mm-hmm. God as he has revealed himself in Scripture. Right. Which brings us back to what makes us so, you know, uh, appreciative of Victoria mm-hmm. is that she gets into these conversations regularly. And instead of going, yep, I don't want to do that again, <laughs> she goes, How can I make well, me- let me lean into that. Yeah. How can Let's I lean into that and, be, and, and understand this a little bit better so that I can know the stakes. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Victoria, uh, for bringing it up uh, for the church. Um, hopefully we've, we've given something here that's been of edification for everybody else. I've been edifying. Yeah, that's a good conversation. All right. Thanks, brother. Yep.